Stories of the human spirit. Candid conversations about action, passion, and love. The law of action is about living in balance, moving forward with momentum in inspired action. Overcome challenges, create success, amplify your life, and achieve things you never thought possible. It's all waiting for you. If you're ready to break through your fears and live your life in massive action, this is the show for you. He's a best-selling author, speaker, advisor, your host, Mr. Action himself, Rob Actis. Welcome to the show, Action Takers. In this episode, Adam Kiefer and I discuss how to change your mindset to reach success. If you want to have a vivid vision for your day, understand that excuses are BS, and when people tell you that you are crazy, it means you're doing things just right. In this episode, you'll discover excuses, mother BS. Success doesn't care how you feel. Have a vivid vision for exactly how your day is going to go, and when people tell you that you're crazy, it means you're doing things right. Adam Kiefer is the CEO of Relentless Media Agency and host of the Top 100 Podcast, The Relentless Entrepreneur. As a natural-born leader, trailblazer, and marketing expert, Adam brought his skills to I Love Kickboxing as the growth strategist and marketing lead to help them increase revenue by over $1 million per year. His marketing skills and strategies have had two of the top franchises in the membership business seek him out as their top marketing consultant. And today... He's here, and we're talking living a life of inspired action and not making excuses. So, Adam, welcome to the Living the Law of Action show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to be here today. I love talking about this stuff, and uh, we can inspire some people to change their mindset and change their income and lifestyle for the better. I'm all for it. I love it. And we are here. We are live on Clubhouse and we have an audience and we're so excited about that. It, it changes the, the feel when you have an audience because you can't like really screw up because we're doing it live. And so what happens happens. So first of all, welcome to the show. Second of all, tell me a little bit more about you before we get into what I just read about you. So what makes Adam tick? That's a really interesting question. So, um, I've always, I think two things. Number one, I, I'm super competitive by nature. I hate losing. Um, and like, I, I'm sort of in that mindset that like, even when I play basketball with my kids, they're not going to beat me until they earn it <laughs> type of thing, which may sound it. a little harsh, but that's just sort of <laughs> how my mind ticks. I grew up watching, uh, Michael Jordan, uh, in Chicago and, uh, I think his competitiveness sort of like sparked something in me at a, a really young age. Um, so I, I think that's part of it. I think uh, the second part is uh, I love helping other people build their legacies. So like I, I obviously want to create the best legacy possible for my family and my kids, but uh, I want to do the same thing for my team members as well. I want them to be able to uh, live a stress-free life where they don't have to worry about finances or, or paying the next bills or anything like that. And, uh, as an entrepreneur, that's really what inspires me. If I can help more people to live a life like that, uh, I feel fulfilled at the, at the end of the day. That's awesome. Now, you're on your own now with Relentless Media, and then you you were in the past with I Love Kickboxing, or is that now? Is that current? So I Love Kickboxing was in the past. Uh, I lived in New York for two years, and I was uh, the growth strategist there and uh, pretty much helped come out with the, their overall marketing strategy each month. And uh, 
would really just focus on doing a lot of testing and then implementing and then rolling out to 350 locations, whatever our, our proven strategy was for that month of that season. That's great. That's great. And then you decided, you know what, I'm going on my own? Yeah, so they, it was actually good timing. They were going through a restructuring, and um, I had a friend in Arizona that uh, had like 100 Orange Theory locations that he had just sold, and uh, we were both sort of looking for like, what, what's the next thing we're going to do? And both of us love marketing, and uh, obviously I'd, I'd been doing it at a pretty pretty big scale at I Love Kickbox, and so we're like, hey, let's, let's start an agency. And um, we, we officially opened in the middle of the pandemic in August, and... Uh, have been able to scale it to a seven figure business and just a I don't know, under, under a year now. So, uh, we've, we've been excited to, to see that growth and, um, yeah, it's, it's been way more freeing than, uh, working for someone else. I'll never do that again. <laughs> Absolutely. So what was that like? So you're, you're working. So one of the things about the law of action, it's all about breaking through your fear and people have tremendous fear about, taking massive action. So you're working for I Love Kickboxing. You're, you're, you've got a good job. You're doing well. There are some transitions, but then all of a sudden you see an opportunity and you decide you want to do it. You're planning to do it. And then you just leaped. So what was that like, your mindset to get you to that point? So I think it's having an unwavering belief in your skills and your abilities. Um, to me, like even when I had the conversation with my wife of, coming out to Arizona and starting this, there was no failing as an option for me when we were moving out here. It was just, okay, this is the goal of, of when we want to hit 50,000 per month. This is when we want to hit 75, 100. And like, we, I just started thinking about where we're going and not all the what ifs that want to pop up in your head when you're making a decision like that. Um, so I think that was part of it. And my wife being the awesome person she is, I think just knows me. And knows that if I'm committed to something, um, I'm going all in on it and I'm going to make it happen no matter what. And she's seen all those people that have called me crazy <laughs> over the years uh, as they take on new endeavors and everything. Um, so I think that was a big part of it, just just having that belief that uh, all the marketing skills that I had acquired and uh, the, the people skills and connection skills, uh, that I was putting those to daily use for a reason. And now it's time to to go all in on myself instead of all in on someone else's dreams. That's awesome. Now, is that your first foray into, into doing something by yourself? This? So, uh, actually, I had, I had two other businesses uh, while I was working at I Love Kickboxing. One is a, a music streaming app for uh, gyms and martial arts schools where it's pretty much DJ mixes with all current music, but we just clean them up so there's not even like suggestive lyrics in the songs. So that way they don't have to worry about getting... Yeah, with all those kids there. Yeah, with all those kids there, that's a great idea. Yeah, so that was that was my first business venture. And then I also had a, um, a curriculum engineering business for martial arts schools since I've pretty much been in that, that or the fitness realm my whole life. Um, and those were both pretty much running on, on their own with one person running each of the businesses, essentially, um, and allowed me to keep focused on really whatever I wanted to pursue. Love it. So now, do you still have ownership of those, or are they gone? Have they have they gone a different way? Yeah. So um, we we just pivoted. So the the app is still going strong. Uh, it's called Level Up Music, and then um, the curriculum engineering business. We just turned it from a subscription business, so I could step away from it to more of an e commerce style business where they can buy just kits of 
curriculum that they want to teach at their at their uh, business. Um, and we just sort of repositioned those during COVID, especially because a lot of the people in the membership business and, and martial arts space were shut down um, and didn't have a need to be paying for a subscription for that. So we're like, hey, we'll just we'll pivot so I can focus all in on the agency and uh, not have my focus split on a bunch of different businesses. Awesome. Now, you're married, you've got kids. So one of the things that I talk about is that you should live every day like you want to be alive because you never know when tomorrow's not going to come. And so the question I have for you, I definitely get that you work a lot, you work hard, you work smart, you're successful. Are you also someone who has balance in your life? Do you have time for recreation? Do you have time for your family? Or you just work, 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 and then family comes second? Yeah, that's a really good question. I have a weird thought thought process about balance. Um, I think when you're like going all in in startup mode and uh, just grinding it out, I think you sort of have to accept that the balance isn't going to be there at the start and you're going to be very lopsided on that scale. Um, and I think just being married and having a family, the, the talk with my wife when we started this, I was just very transparent with how I saw this going. I said, hey, I was like, this might be a a year of me just grinding every single day to make sure that this happens so we can build a legacy for our family. Um, And that doesn't mean that I'm not going to do my best to make sure that I'm I'm spending time with the kids and and having days off and things like that. But like, I just know that I don't want to be grinding it out and, and having it being lopsided, but that's sort of the nature of the beast for the first year. And she's been super supportive of that. And uh, now like we haven't even been there a year and uh, pretty much the agency, my operations manager runs it. And we, I do a phone call with her a day and touch base with her and, and provide overall strategy, but she's just a master implementer. So I think um, starting off, yeah, it, it was lopsided. The balance wasn't there, but then you just got to find the right people to replace you and not expect them to do a hundred percent of what you're doing. But if they perform at 80% as good as you do, be super happy with that. Yeah, absolutely. So in in this room is Brenna. She's my personal assistant. And we have elevated in such amazing ways. And the one thing that I learned about this whole process, especially with her, is it doesn't have to be perfect. I appreciate what she does. And I don't micromanage her in any way, shape or form. I just trust that she knows what she does. If we need to adjust, we adjust. And you trust the process, and it has really uh, allowed me to do what I do best, which is get behind a microphone. And that's one of the things that people have a difficult time when they have a business is they are so controlling that they yeah. they have to control everything. They're never going to grow. And as soon as you delegate and you have... You know, we have like four or five people on the team, and, and it's amazing because what we're able to accomplish is incredible. And... You know, you you did. You have other people working that. You're able to get where you need to be to generate for all. Because when we rise the tide, all the ships rise. And, yes, you know, that's really important. If you're listening to this, how you need to not do everything. If you're doing everything, the whole success in business is to get yourself replaced. That's the job. Like, that's the job is to empower people to replace you. And you can focus on what you do best and drive, you know, drive the business. And, you know, not just anybody can come in and be behind the mic because it's my show and it's my coaching. However, I have a support team and I couldn't do without them. Yeah, exactly. I think um, 
if you are one of those people that you have to be in control of your business at all times and be looking over everyone's shoulder, you are never going to be able to get free from your business. And your business is pretty much running you at that point. So once, once you can learn to give people opportunities to succeed and opportunities to fail so they can learn, man, life becomes way better. You have way more freedom. Like um, the, the martial arts schools that, that I used to do business coaching for, they're like, how do I know if I'm doing this right? I was like, if you can be out of your business for 30 days and everything is still running fine and you're still growing and, and, and moving in the direction that you want, I, w- I would say you're doing you're, you're pretty successful with what you're doing. Uh, I mean, that's that's the goal that every business owner I think should have is to have that have that freedom where they can be away, go on vacations, have have family time without ever having to feel guilty about not being in their business. Right. On the other hand, I want to find out from you is a lot of people start a lot of different things. You know, something over here, a side hustle here, side hustle there, blah, blah, blah. And they're just spinning all their plates. They're not staying in their lane. You know, I like to talk about being in your flow and doing what you do best. So I used to own a day spa. I don't own a day spa anymore. I had a partner and she wanted to control it and it got nasty on her end. And, you know, it was great because now I have to thank her because I'm so glad I'm not in that. That's not what I'm supposed to be doing. What I'm supposed to be doing is podcasting. That is what I'm supposed to be doing. That is how I'm in flow. And that's what makes me successful. And that's what elevates everybody around me. And so what people don't do is find out when it's time to not be doing what they're doing. So what do you say about that? So when you start something, when do you know it's either a failure or success and not just from the monetary standpoint? So I think for me, when I'm able to just focus on my superpower and not have to worry about 50 other things that I need to do out of necessity, I feel like I'm at a good place in the business when that happens. So I think uh, a lot of people feel like they have to do everything in their business and that no one can do it as good as they can, which is a lie. Absolutely a lie. A limited mindset. Um, so I, I think when you can get to that, that point where you're able just to use your best power, like my, my superpower isn't customer service. It's not uh, building landing pages and websites. My superpower is, is marketing, like high-level marketing strategy. And when I first started the business, guess what I was doing? I was doing customer service. I was building landing pages. I was doing graphic design. I had like 50 different hats on. And it wasn't fun at all because I knew I, I wasn't able to use the, the number one thing that I'm the best at. Um, and that that really helped me to feel like I was being successful in what I was doing. And then I, I think that the second part of it is doing the same thing for your team members. Because uh, when you're just starting off, you're going to have team members that are also wearing like five different hats out of necessity. And I think building your team up enough where every single person can use that that one superpower, that one reason you hired them in the first place and use it to the best of their ability every single day, man, that's that's when your business really takes off and is running on all cylinders because you have your specialists out there that are just killing it and, and whatever their their individual superpower is. Yeah, okay, so when is it time to like mothball this idea? Because what a lot of people do that start side hustles or businesses, is they just keep going and going and going and they are on a sinking ship. There is fire, there is mayhem, there are people running around looking for lifeboats and they're just like, nope, 
I'm, I can do this. <laughs> I can do this. And it's not about quitting. It's just like, when do you say, when do you finally realize that what you're doing is not working, especially for the people that want to control every asset, those micromanagers? So I think that the problem is that people lie to themselves that everything's going okay as everything is burning around them to the ground. Um, I think like being having that self-awareness to be able to say like, you know, I'm not the best person to be doing this. I should probably find someone else that's better than me at this or that can put all of their focus into this. Um, and then also like getting to a point financially where in your business, you don't need to be the one doing everything. And I think, and I'm sure you'd agree with this too. I think limiting mindset is what stops a lot of entrepreneurs from reaching the level that they need to be at to, to sort of get that freedom and get everyone on all, all cylinders using their superpowers. And I think it's just because they, they lie to themselves about like, I have to be the one doing this or no one can do it better than me. And, and all, all of those different limiting beliefs and, and all of the BS that they, they tell themselves instead of just saying, being smarter about it and saying, hey, like if I had someone that was just customer service focus, focus they'd be able to respond to people in a much better way and do it much more efficiently than me trying to do this while I'm doing A, B, C, and D all at the same time. Um, like jack of all trades, master of none, right? So it's, it's about being able to show the mastery of your skill instead of being able to just try and do everything because you feel like you're the only one that can do it. Uh, and from a time standpoint, I think it's really different for everyone because you have to actually like self-realize that, hey, if I don't make a change right now, we're not going to be around in another month. And I think, um, man, if you're able to start a business where you don't have to pay yourself right away, I think it makes things easier. I know that's not the the dream situation for everyone, um, but but for us, like I, with my previous job, we just did a great job of building a portfolio and putting away money. So that way, I knew that like we'd be able to run this business, and if I couldn't pay myself for a year, we'd still be okay. Um, that of course helps, but I know that's not going to be the the position for everyone that that starts a business. Right. So, but zero in. If someone's listening right now and they're in a business, when is the time to admit, look, this is not... And the thing is, is that I think a lot of people don't believe that they have a right to be happy and that life has to be so hard and difficult and that they need to do things that aren't fun. I mean, it's it's so funny. So day spa that I had was fun. I enjoyed it. It was a different thing. It was it was fun. I did all the marketing, the creative, and I love that and the strategy and coming up with a marketing plan and and the pricing strategy and that was a blast. The day to day operations, you know, working on people that wasn't. I didn't care about that. Now, with Life Transformation Radio and the podcast that I do. I can't wait to get in front of the microphone or behind the microphone and just have conversations. There is nothing I think of that is more fulfilling, more more enjoyable than that in a working environment. Or for as a voice actor, you know, I just did some commercials this morning. I went to the booth and I had a couple people in my ear and I, I talked and I left and they're going to send me a check. And, you know, I think people get into businesses and they just don't want to admit that they failed. So what are some ways that you have done in your past? Because I, 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 I can't imagine. Well, maybe for you, maybe maybe for you, Adam, you've never failed. But in where well, you- I fail all the time. <laughs> so I want to share something 
where you failed and when you realize like, man, this is a sinking ship. There's, you know, people are looking for lifeboats. It's crashing. And I have to admit that it's, it's over. So my, my fails always usually uh, originated around me being too loyal to someone in my life. Um, I think I, I grew up in a martial arts industry where your teacher, you're supposed to be like loyal to forever, which I think is crap. But, um, I, I had that problem when I worked for other people, I would be loyal to them to a fault where I would work 18 hours a day if I had to for no overtime or whatever, just because I didn't want to let that person down. And been there, done that. Been there, done that. Yeah. So, <laughs> I worked nine so months for a company. Yeah. We had a, we had a restaurant, worked nine months and, um, they ran it into the ground. I worked so hard. They wouldn't listen to anything I told them to do. And they wouldn't fire the people that I told them to fire. And they ended up, they just ran into the ground. And it was just, you know, that was a couple hundred thousand dollar mistake. And um, yeah, it's just like, oh, been there, done that. Go ahead, continue, Adam. <laughs> yeah, so like experience-wise, awesome. I got a lot of experience, but you can't, like in those situations when you're working for someone else, you can't care about their dream and their goals more than they do. Um, because that's always, always, at least in my experience, it ends up in a way where I'm just like, man, I'm, I'm grinding like crazy every single day for what though? Like what's, what, what do I get out of this? And then I just had to learn, and I know it's going to sound bad. I had to learn to be more selfish, um, and not care about what other people thought. Um, and once I started to learn those two skills, and I know selfish has such a bad connotation to it, but when I think of selfish, I don't think of like, like cheating people out of things, not that type of selfish. I mean, just like putting my my personal time and investing in myself above investing in everyone else for once. And then once I was able to do that and get to where I wanted to be, now I can go back to investing into other people. Um, but for me, like the, all those all those failures that that I saw in in those different instances was me just being loyal to a fault, loyal to where maybe it put my family in a worse position because I was staying so loyal to a sinking ship. Um, so th- those were a lot of really good lessons for me when I look, look back at those situations that I, I'm able to learn from now. And also running my own companies, I want to make sure that that never happens to any of my team members. I don't want them to ever think, feel like they believe in the dream and the goal and the vision more than the person that's the captain of the ship. So I, I want to make sure that I'm constantly keeping them inspired and, and well compensated and also making sure that they're not having to work insane hours to have a great life. Um, yeah, f- failure is only failure if you don't learn from it, in my opinion. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I, I think it, you know, I never want to be the smartest one in the room, ever, ever. And I learned this a long time ago from, um, he was the CEO of um, JetBlue. So he had, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but I think he might've been the founder. He might not even be in the company anymore, but he has ADHD or ADD, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, he's running a multi-million dollar airline. And he said in an article, I heard him mention this, he goes, I surround myself with people that are tremendously smarter than me. And I don't do the things that I don't do. And that's how we all win. I don't do accounting. I don't do, you know, I don't do this. I don't do customer service. I am the big picture guy and I bring this all to life. And I'm done. It's done. No one has a bigger vision than me. I have the biggest vision and I'm smart enough to know and realize and identify 
all the things that I don't do to make this a success? I think you have to do that. I think uh, I think the problem that people, a lot of entrepreneurs have is they hire themselves. So they hire people that they want to hang out with and that are very similar to them and have similar skill sets. And that almost always goes bad. Um, so I think he's right on with finding people that have the skill sets that are his weaknesses. Because, man, when you start doing that, you, you can grow a company pretty fast. Yeah, the other thing is, I, I, I think is important, is that, you mentioned hire, you know, hire someone like yourself. What I've been doing, um, and the pandemic was great because before the pandemic, and not let me rephrase that: the pandemic is terrible. I'm so sorry that everybody has had challenges with that. I, I know what you meant. I yeah, I know, but I don't want somebody to grab a soundbite of Rob saying the pandemic was great. You never know, so it's well, not a clip of this episode. It's right, exactly. You never know. You're gonna get scraped somewhere by some social media thing. But so, but what I was saying was, you know, I've been working out of the home for decades, and. Um, there's times where you just sit around and you do absolutely nothing because no one's watching you and you can do nothing. And I stayed in my office and did nothing because I was I would feel too guilty if I just went and did nothing. But I stayed in the office and did everything but work. And it was a few years ago, and I've been successful, but I really catapulted this when I hired myself, meaning that I really was relentless on me and I go, would I get fired today? Was my behavior and my productivity worthy of getting fired? And I'm like, yeah, I'd fire my ass immediately. And so now it really has put things in a different perspective and it really has empowered me to know if I'm really doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Because as the captain of the ship, and you know this, you can do whatever you want, whether it's productive or not productive. And so if you look at your um, business and you look at your productivity as would I be fired today if there was cameras on me or if my superior, which you're the superior, would you fire yourself? And the cool thing about that is if you will, then you make an adjustment because that's not fair to your team. It's also not fair to you and you need to step it up. And I go into that with saying, you know, excuses are BS and I love that and success doesn't care how you feel. If you commit to something, you need to get it done. Yes. Yeah, I think it's so easy to come up with excuses for ourselves and like, I think one of the biggest limiting thoughts that we all get at some point is when we're like, oh, you deserve to take a break. You deserve to do this and we start making outs for ourselves real easily and I think that also comes from surrounding yourself with the right people too, because if you have people around you all the time that are like, oh, you, you work too much or, or you need to take a break, you deserve a, a vacation or whatever, like, I don't want those people around me. I, wa- I want people that are allies and that are like, man, you are hustling and killing it. Like, you're, like I want this, the, the people, that, the mindset that they're like, hey, we're going we're gonna to grind this out no matter what, and we're going get, to get to the goal together. I don't, I don't like the, the people around me that are just trying to make everything feel positive and, and, and right. all, all amazing type of thing. But uh, also going back to success doesn't care about your feelings. Like, man, all of us are, are tired throughout the day. All of us uh, have those days where we just don't feel motivated and, and 
we it's maybe tougher to to get out of bed. We want to hit the snooze button, right? But I think that one thought that's that's always been in my mind is like when I have those feelings, you got to override it, right? It's like it's like um, a virus going into a computer. You don't override that that virus; the computer is gone. So it's the same thing with those those eliminated thoughts that we get in our mind. So I just always tell myself when those thoughts start to to form, I'm like, hey, success doesn't care that I'm tired. Success doesn't care that I only slept five hours. Success doesn't care that uh, whatever's going on in my life, like whatever has happened to me. Uh, success doesn't care about that. Success only cares about results. And I think a lot of people use the things that have happened to them in their life as fuel to reach their goals and to crush it. But also a lot of people use what's happened in their life, what's happened to them as reasons not to succeed and why they're never going to succeed. And they, they take those limiting beliefs and they, they just hold on to them as a way to try and get out of everything and sort of take on that victim mentality, which I've never seen anyone with a victim mentality succeed. Um, so I, I think it's just being able to, to understand what success is. And then also that success doesn't care about <laughs> how you feel today or that you want to sleep another hour. Success cares about results. And that's why not everyone doesn't see success. Yeah. I learned this a long time ago. So as a voice actor, um, they don't care about me. And so I do lots of national TV commercials and it's expensive to produce a national TV commercial. So the other day, um, to give you an example, so I'm in my studio here in Gilbert, Arizona. Um, I was connected to a studio in Los Angeles. And then in that studio, they were connected to the, the client, um, which was the company. And they had four or five people there. They were all top level executives. This is a close to a billion dollar company. And then there was the ad agency. So there was like 12 people in my ear, including the engineer, that were all getting paid to be there, plus the studio time. That's thousands of dollars an hour. And, you know, when they set it up for Monday at noon, you better get in there and be ready at Monday at noon. And it's funny, you can't be sick. Like you just, you can't. You can't like say, yeah, you know, I stayed up late last night and and I'm, you know, they are paying you (laughs) top dollar and you have to deliver or you will never have the opportunity to deliver again, ever, like ever. My agent told me that a long time. He goes, when you get in there, you do your job and then you leave, but you give everything you have because if you mess up one time, this industry's small and you, you don't, you know, deliver for them you won't be delivering for them ever again. Exactly. And I, I think, uh, so it's, it's funny. There's, there's a activity I did a while back that I was just thinking about. And this was like during the pandemic because the pandemic was either used as an excuse for why your business didn't succeed, or you saw some people that actually made more money during the pandemic because they didn't see it as an excuse for their business. Right. So I, I was, I was, going with that success doesn't care uh, line of thinking. And I started writing down like all the, like just some of the, the things that have happened in my life that success doesn't care about. And it was sort of liberating because all of those things that I could have used as an excuse, like, like my mom died when I was 16 years old. So I was like, I'm writing all these things down. I'm like, success doesn't care that there's a pandemic. It doesn't care that my business partner bailed on me two months into our partnership. Doesn't care that my mom died when I was 16. Doesn't care about any of these things, even though all these things happened. And for me, that was liberating the fact that I could 
see all those things, be like, all right, acknowledge, yes, all those things happened, but they're never going to be a crutch for why I'm not going to get to where I need to get to. And I think for anyone that's struggling with sort of the mindset element of these things and sort of going back and just staying too focused on negative things that have happened to you, everyone has negative things that happen to you, make a list of those things and then just start thinking, hey, success doesn't care about these things if you really want to reach success. And um, there's a a book I'm reading right now by uh, Tim Grover, and he's like, you don't need, he said something like, you don't need to be heartless to win, but you will end up using your heart less and just being more logical about your thinking. And I think that's such a, a, a strong quote that he has in that book. And it's so true because you have to be able to, to separate the emotion from your business and the decisions that you make on a daily basis to reach where you need to go. So like you were saying, like, yeah, people, you might be sick, but there's certain jobs and in, in certain times that even when you're sick, you still got to show up and you still got to push through because success doesn't care that you have a cold. Success doesn't care if you got COVID sometimes, right? So yeah. it's, um, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow for some people, but it's so true. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. They, they just don't care. They, and I'm not saying that even in a negative way, but they don't care. That's true. You're, you're paid to deliver and they want the delivery. And, and there's no excuses. I mean, I did a voiceover. I did a, a big national TV commercial. I had a temperature of 104. I was so freaking sick. I mean, I was, but it was a big job and I'm not going to just, call it in sick. I felt terrible. I did all kinds of things to create the illusion that I was great. I drank tr- plenty of fluids. Um, I took I took Mucinex because I was all clogged up and it was just terrible and I had to deliver and that helped. And I drank, you know, I had humidifier and I spent a tremendous amount of effort and energy when I got there and I got on the mic and they go, hey, Rob, how are you? And I go, doing great. Another beautiful day in Arizona. Yep. And, you know, fortunately, it was a very, it was only like one line. So it only took, you know, it's just a tag and, um, you know, kind of like, you know, member FDIC or whatever it was. And so I was able to do it. I was in and out in probably seven, eight minutes. And, but I got to tell you, that wiped me out for like a day and a half because I had to use my brain and use my being and my soul and every ounce of energy I had because there was no way under any circumstances I was not going to deliver, period. And, and that goes back to that, that, mind, that success mindset. You, just, you didn't see failure as an option. You didn't see not showing up as an option. And when you, when you start thinking that way and taking the emotion out of it, man, you, your decision-making just gets so much more clarity. Yeah. You know, I... I so as a narrator of Hal Elrod's The Miracle Morning, there's a part of it, it's called the miracle equation. And it's like, there's a last line and it says, no matter what, I will do this no matter what. And it's a fun game to play. Like, I will get this done no matter what. And it's also about being your word. You know, that's the one thing in business that I think people are not their word to themselves. They say they're going to do something yes. and they don't do it. I think it's both ways, right? Like you, like do what you say you're going to do, but also don't do what you say you're not going to do. Absolutely. So like, um, one thing that I, I made at some point was a no list, and it was just a list of things that I was not going to do anymore and not going to accept in my life. And like to myself, like my personal integrity was like, hey, no matter what, 
I'm not doing these things anymore. I'm not, I'm not eating crap food anymore. I'm not doing free favors for people to help them with their business. Like, um, I just had to make that list of things that were taking me away from my goals and where I wanted to be and, and turn that into that no list and, uh, keep my word to myself. And anytime I crossed over, like I would, I would almost feel like that guilt, like, man, like I just, I just lied to myself about, about what I, what I should be doing and what I shouldn't be doing. So, um, that, that was like a really powerful lesson for me to learn. Yeah. It's a very important lesson. You know, business is just a game and you get to create the rules for yourself and how you want to take this voyage of business. You are the captain of this whole shebang. And it's fun to have rules like that. I mean, even the point of firing clients, you know, there are clients that I'm sorry, no matter what, I don't care how much you want to pay me. No, thank you. No, no, thank you. And no, and no, thank you. And then it's like, and then they ask for referrals. I'm like, you know what? All the people that I know that I could refer you to, they're my dearest friends and I love them and care about them. And I can't refer you to them in good conscience. I wouldn't put them through that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Adam, man, thank you so much for joining me today. Really, really appreciate it. And so they can reach you. Anybody can reach you at relentlessmediaagency.com. Yes, correct. And I, hey, I appreciate you uh, inviting me to, to, to do the show. And uh, I just had a lot of fun sharing sort of my story with people and uh, just appreciate you giving me that opportunity. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's so great. So Adam and I met each other on a photo shoot and we just hit it off. It was great. We were having fun. And I'm just like, you got to be on my podcast. I love, first of all, we both have a background in martial arts. So that was a win. And then you're a marketing guy and strategy. And I'm like, there's another win. And it was so great because I was thinking of like, I need someone really freaking awesome for the Living the Law of Action show this week. And I'm like, Adam. And so I had Brenna. I go, Brenna, get Adam. Get Adam on the line. We got to get him on. That'd be so great. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And just your podcast is called? It's a Relentless Entrepreneur Podcast. Love it. And it's available on all the platforms. Correct. Awesome. Thank you so much, Adam. Really appreciate it. And thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy and precious day to listen to the Living the Law of Action show. So appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me, along my very special guest, Adam Kiefer, to touch your heart, move your soul, inspire you. Remember, take time out to breathe. Don't let fear stop you. Decide, plan, and act. I'm Rob Actis. Until next time, live a life of inspired action. Thank you for listening to the Living the Law of Action show with Mr. Action, Rob Actus. Please rate, review, and subscribe.